0: We talked about spot and stock hunting and the wait decision. When's good to be patient and wait for a really good high percentage stock. The unfortunate part about wait. I mean, you say, yeah, high percentage stock sounds really good. Of course, you want the high percentage stock every time. But sometimes the scenario dictates that you need to make a move now. Most of the time, it's when you aren't going to have another opportunity. So this week, we're going to talk about the go decision, when you should go and make a stock right away, when you don't have time to wait for a better opportunity, because that opportunity might soon slip away. But before we do that, I want to share the story of last year's opening day elk hunt, where the only option for success was to just go. This story takes place last year during opening weekend. It was general rifle season in Montana, and I was actually guiding a hunter and i i'd actually had these bulls picked out that i really wanted to get after opening day of rifle i found them during archery season and i kind of kept tabs on them throughout the up until leading up until rifle season well as luck would have it they the the bulls that i'd been watching and, and really hoping to get after pretty much disappeared about five days before the season opened and so that kind of put me in a like conundrum of thinking, okay, I really wanted to go after these bulls. There were some good bulls that I'd been watching and really keeping tabs on, and then they just vanished. And I really, for the life of me, just couldn't figure out where they went. So it's the night before opening season, and I go up to where I was, I'd was. i been watching these bulls, see if I get – I was like, okay, one last chance before opening day to, to try to pick these elk out. And I, I just couldn't turn them up. And so I'm like, well, it's like right before – last light and I just start glassing like way off in the distance maybe I don't even know six miles away and I spot a group of elk and I was like okay and I'm they're so far and now by this point it's pretty dark and I'm thinking I was like man they're a long ways away and generally I don't know it's like definitely a lot of cows and I just could tell there's a bull in the group based on the size of his body shape of his body like bulls kind of have this blocky Shape and then they're a lot more blonde, so I was like, "Well, it's a bull." But many times I was like, "It could be a spike. It could be a legal bull. I'm not really sure." You know, in that fading light, I thought I saw you know, good antlers, but it just wasn't even. I I wouldn't have bet money on it. And I was like, "Man, this this is a bummer because I really had some good bulls picked out, and then I couldn't turn him up." And it's like right at last light. I find a, a group of elk and I think to myself, "Oh, well, it's like there's a bull in there, but I don't know what." So I'm like, well, I make the executive decision. I'm going to abandon the bulls that I've been watching and I'm going to go we're going to go after this group that we have no clue if there's a legal bull in it. We just know that there's elk and we're going to go in there and, and just get in position in first first light. So we hike up in there uh really early. I don't even know like quite early in the morning, I would say like a couple hours before daylight. And we we end up getting in there and we still had a lot of time, so we get in there and we're just set up hoping waiting for it to get light. And maybe hear an elk, maybe hear a bugle, like there's still it's still early enough sometimes you hear uh cows making noise, bulls bugling, whatever. So as it as it starts to get light, we're looking glassing and those elk that we'd seen the night before nothing you know it's like no elk out so like alright well that's a bummer I mean it's almost like well we just spent our opening morning chasing these elk that we actually never even saw but I was thinking about it I'm like man there's there's no reason that they would leave you know it was in a spot where I, I don't know there was, there was definitely other hunters around but I didn't think that they would maybe be there. Like, we were definitely ahead of everyone because we knew exactly where we wanted to be and we are definitely there. And I thought, okay, other hunters are probably going to be walking all through here in a little bit. Um, but by this point, it was like 10 in the morning. So, I'm like, we we get up to this. we, we I decided we were like, okay, we're going to go. We'll kind of see everything. And there's just one spot where we couldn't see. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go and just check that spot. And, On the way there, we bumped into some other hunters that were kind of going a different direction. I was thinking, well, I don't think they went into that little pocket. Like, you just can't really glass it from anywhere. They probably didn't go in there, so we'll just go there. It's kind of out of the way. It's another maybe mile away, so we're like, let's just go check this out. So we start walking over there, and I see a herd of elk, like, piling over the ridge. Not, Not running or anything, just feeding. And I'm like, ooh. That's the herd. That's those are the elk that I saw last night, and sure enough, over the ridge comes this really nice five by six bull. I was like, "Ooh, that's nice. That's awesome." So I'm like watching them, and I'm like, "Okay, well they're right there," and all of a sudden, the the bull just plops down, beds, and I look at my hunter and I'm like, "We need to go. There's no way that these like we need to make a move." So. We get in there and we're just we're trying to hustle. It's, they're quite a ways away from where we're actually at, so we've, we've got to go down and up this little canyon, and, and I'm like jogging, and we're like come on, just just let's get let's get there as fast as possible because it's going to be a kind of a foot race to these elk. If, if some, as soon as somebody else spots them, it's the game on. So we get to the elk and they're just like the I can just see the antler tips of a bull. And he's bedded in the way that he's, like, on the other side of the hill, and it's just wide open. And we're about 450 yards at this point. And it's just not a good – like, he's bedded in a spot where it's going to be very hard to kill this bull. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here. And, and, of course, I was, like, thinking about it. I'm like, all right, we can wait here, and we can wait for this bull to stand up. And he's going to probably feed onto our side of the hill, and we're going to have a great broadside shot. We set up at like we can move closer maybe like 300 yards and it'll be perfect done deal but i couldn't i was thinking i was like man there's no way somebody isn't going to come in here and just blow this up there's going to be somebody's going to mess this up for us there's too many other hunters around we have to make a move we can't just sit here and wait because if we wait if if there's everything considered there's no hunting pressure i absolutely would have just sat up Set up and waited for that bull to move out and give us a good shot. I was like, we have to get aggressive and do something that's a little bit uh, kind of pushing the limits a little bit, but it's going to be necessary. So the wind was pretty good for the approach that I wanted to take. But what my plan was is to move around the mountain, and get below the elk. Now there was a lot of elk, is a big herd, and hopefully get a shot on the bull because he'd be bedded broadside facing that way. But what I didn't know is if the pitch of the hill was gonna allow us to kind of make that stock. So I'm like, if we wait here, it's gonna get blown up and we aren't gonna, they're just gonna get spooked by someone or somebody else is gonna shoot it and we're just gonna be sitting here waiting for an elk that's, that's gonna get spooked. So we decide, I decide to move down and around. Well, before I do actually, I have pulled out my phone and I had my um, Go Hunt maps on there and I just did the 3D mode, like the Google Earth version. Because of what I wanted to see is from that position, if I could even see the top of the hill. Because it was going to be that that where it's like it might be too steep. And so when we get over there, we can spend all that time getting around and then have no shot and be in the same position and actually in a worse position if the bull gets up and moves. But I was like, we, we have to do this. So we dropped down it looked like on the on the 3d map I was like I think we're gonna be able to get a shot and we're gonna be pretty dang close so we should be good so we drop down we get into position we start crawling in And we're, I'm like you know in my head I'm like this is a matter of timing we just have to get there before somebody else spooks these elk and we're already we're within two or 300 yards already so we're dropping down now we're just like I see the elk and it's like one of those things where laying down You don't really have a shot so we just start crawling like army crawling to the next up the hill to the spot where we can get a shot at the elk i see a good lane push some grass down set the pack up the whole herd is essentially looking down on us but i knew that with the way the slope was we were able to actually kind of stay out of their eyesight and the wind was still pretty good but i didn't know how long it would hold we get set up get the pack ready I was actually, we were just talking about like, okay, you know, we'll shoot. And I was kind of thinking he'd probably stand up pretty soon because at some point they'd get a little antsy. And, uh, and then, boom, he shoots and, and hits the bull. And the bull goes down right in his bed. I was like, sweet, good bull, opening day bull. So walk up there, and sure enough, the horde ran off. And then just right on the other side of the ridge, boom boom and somebody else was moving in on those elk and actually shot one that it uh, spooked from after we shot it and i was thinking i was like man it was a good thing that we made that move made that decision to go because had we waited we would have not had an opportunity to take that bull sometimes you just have to make a move and that's just how it is i i feel like i like I would say if I was to describe my hunting style, it'd be very calculated and very aggressive, both simultaneously, calculated and aggressive. Now, there is a lot of patience in many of my tactics, but sometimes you just have to go when the opportunity exists. And so you you get this wait-or-go decision-making process where you see an animal, you then have to decide, is now the time that I go and make a move or do I wait for a more advantageous high percentage stock? Or is right now maybe the highest percentage that I'm going to get? Maybe it's a little low percentage, but it's the highest percentage that I'm going to get and I need to make my move now. Risking maybe blowing the animal out, never seeing it again, or you know maybe blowing a future opportunity where you would have a better oppor- a chance to, to sneak in. So what I like to do is there's a few questions just like for the wait decision there's questions for the go decision And this is kind of something that I go through to help me decide Okay, do I make a move right now or do I wait for a better opportunity to stock this animal? So I'll kind of go over them Briefly now and then we'll, we'll kind of dissect it a little bit So the things that I think about are will I find the animal again? What kind of cover is around? Can I stay in sight during the stock? Do I know where the animal might be going? What am I hunting with, like bow, rifle, muzzle loader. And then what behavior is going on for the time of year in the animal that I'm hunting? So let's jump into the first thing. Will I find the animal again? The first thing that I think about during this wait or go decision is the likelihood that I'm going to be able to spot that animal again, whether it's a different day, whether it's later that day, whether it's in five minutes. and that depends a lot on a few things the first is topography and the type of country that i'm hunting vegetation if i'm in a really thick country in an area with and actually another factor would be like density of animals so if i'm in a low density area and it's very thick country and i see an animal that maybe is feeding out in the open in the morning and i know this animal is now going to go in bed somewhere And as soon as it steps out of this very small opening, it is going to be in a sea of trees, and I will probably never see that animal again. Then I know I have to make my move immediately now while he's there in a place that I've actually found them. This happens a lot on, I would say, like general area or October season mule deer, maybe general area elk in thick timber, you know, finding an animal they might be few and far between. sometimes the challenge of the hunt is actually just finding something you can take and when you do find it, if you wait, you're gonna lose that opportunity forever. Yeah, maybe you might get lucky and it something might happen but the odds are that, you're going to lose it and you aren't going to have an opportunity to make a play later. So in that case, your highest percentage stock is going to be the one that you have right now. The opportunity to make something happen, even if it's not ideal, you have to make a move because otherwise you're probably going to lose out on maybe your only opportunity or a very good opportunity that presents itself. Even if the percentage of that stock isn't really high, you've got to make that move. Now, when it comes to deciding, okay, should I wait? for a different opportunity or should i make a stock now one thing that i also consider is if i can stay in sight of the animal now if an animal's on the move let's say i'm elk hunting and i see some elk out feeding and you know it's like okay well they could go if they go one side of the draw they'll go that way or they could exit the meadow on the other side now if during my stock i think okay they're probably going to feed for 45 minutes you know and I'm maybe 30 minutes away 45 minutes away I don't know um, I know that if I get close enough I'll be able to kind of make a play once I get there or, or maybe try to follow them into the timber be kind of hot on their trail uh, can I figure out what's going on or, or make the right move by staying in sight where I can actually keep tabs on the animal as I'm moving in that's going to make a big difference. So if the wind's blowing from the animal to me from where I've spotted it, and I think, okay, let's let's even go. It's a mule deer in a big sage basin, right? And maybe I'm, I've am i got a rifle or a bow or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, can I get to a place to, to stalk in before that animal leaves or at least continue to stalk as I'm watching the animal? So like I'm expecting that animal to move and if I can stay in sight or at least kind of keep tabs on it, then I know that as I get closer, I'm not risking just having him disappear and then going in blind. I can kind of keep tabs on him as I'm moving in. If there's an option to keep tabs on the animal while I'm moving in, then many times I might say, okay, the conditions are right for right now. Yeah, it might be good to let him go bed, but I, I, I'm able to kind of continually get closer and still know where that animal's at until the point where I can then make another decision whether I should wait later or continue to move in and make that stock so that's one thing that I really like to think about is there's a lot of hunts where I go out I was like oh I see a big deer and you think well okay I, I should probably wait and till I get till he beds and I've got a good setup but there's sometimes where it's like well i may never find him again maybe it's other hunter pressure like that elk hunting story where somebody's gonna blow him out or there's cover nearby that i'll probably lose him in that cover and it was hard enough finding the deer i've got limited time to hunt and i say okay my best opportunity is going to be to stalk in and i've got an approach where i can continually keep tabs on this animal without them kind of seeing me i can peek in and And everything's set up right for me to be able to start that stock, And if that animal does move, know where it's going. And the other consideration is asking yourself, do you know where the animal is going? Um, One very effective tactic when you think of spot the stock is is there's moving in on like a stationary animal, but there's also cutting off an animal that is moving. So if I've got maybe a, a deer feeding in the bottom of a basin and he's starting to work his way up a ridge and I look at it and go if I can get to the top of that ridge above that deer then I'm gonna have a good opportunity to cut him off be unseen and that's gonna be my highest percentage chance of success now I might have to hustle like it might be one of those things where I've got to literally run to try to cut this animal off but that's gonna be my best opportunity for when I spotted him I might have to drop down the mountain go up the backside but I know that That animal, I have a good indication of knowing where that animal's going, so I'm going to make a move now. It could be the same with anything. It's like you've got an animal that's doing one thing, and you say, okay, I think they're going to go here next. Can I get to that spot before they get there? That's an extremely effective way to hunt. That's an extremely effective tactic to use. I've taken a lot of, I would say, in the spot and stock game, I've probably taken more animals using that tactic, or a lot of animals using that tactic where I go, okay, I see where they're going, I just have to get to where they wanna be before they get there. And by knowing where the animal's going, I can effectively make a stock. And most of the time when that scenario presents itself, you have to make an instantaneous move. You should have been moving before you even thought about moving. You really have to cover some ground because when that stock doesn't work out, what happens is that animal got to the place you needed to be before you got there. And nothing's worse than saying oh man i needed three four more minutes Um, so a lot of times sitting there procrastinating thinking about the plan if you think you know where that animal's going making that move right away as long as the wind's right and other things other conditions check out then it's time to go another consideration is just what are you hunting with so when i have these wait or go decisions a lot of it depends on maybe what i'm hunting with if i'm rifle hunting very rarely do i wait most of the time it's go unless it's for something like elk right where i've got a group of elk and i spotted them way long ways away and i know that if i move in now i'm not going to be able to get there in time they're going to go off in the timber and i and i risk blowing them out by moving into the timber when i don't know where they're at but i would maybe go up there get set up and wait for them to come back in the evening now Uh, I would say on a general hunt or most hunts when I'm hunting with a rifle you have the opportunity to not have to get as close obviously but you can kind of move in faster and get to those those distances within rifle range a lot sooner so you don't have to be as particular about the setup there's a lot more things that you can control just using a little bit of distance whereas when it comes to bow hunting It's a game of proximity you have to get so close and so in order to get close you have to you have to trick a lot of senses and many times you know that might determine whether i need to wait for the like a more high percentage chance or whether it's like okay i can go now i've got a muzzle loader i've got a rifle i've got a good approach that i can shoot across this bigger canyon so i can go now and i don't have to wait for that other opportune time now maybe i'm bow hunting and i say yeah if i go now i'm not it's gonna be really hard to close that distance in the animal's alert, he's moving around, I'm not going to know exactly where he is by the time I get over there. In that case, then I don't go, then I wait. So depending on what I'm hunting with, it's really going to help determine that wait or go decision. I'd say very rarely do I like sit back and watch an animal while I'm rifle hunting if these other conditions are um, met. Like I can watch the animal and stay in sight on the approach if it's in an area where they might lose them in cover or if I don't think that I'm going to find them again if I've got a rifle I'm going to just make that move once I see the animal I'm going to get the wind right and, and really start making that move right then now the opposite would probably be true with a bow where I say okay maybe some of these other conditions aren't met and I can say well I'm going to wait for that higher percentage stock like we talked about last week now the last factor that I consider a lot when it comes to a wait or go stock planning method would be the kind of behavior for the animal that I'm hunting that time of year if it's now the rut can be one of the best times of year to hunt any species so whether it's elk deer antelope it doesn't really matter they're, they're out they're moving more but there's certain phases of the rut where they're cruising a lot more now especially when it comes to mule deer Think about the cruising phase when a buck is by himself and he's just moving and looking for does. There's very few times that you'll see a deer and then see that deer again because he's just moving. He's moving from spot to spot, even sometimes checking a group of does and then immediately moving on. So, in that moving phase of the rut for mule deer, it's very hard to relocate some of the same deer. Actually, last year I saw during that phase it was like single bucks just cruising, and there's one buck like 190 inch mule deer I didn't have a tag in that particular um, unit but I saw this deer cruising I was like all right that's a big buck and we did have a guy coming in with a tag later on so I was like I want to try to keep tabs on this particular deer but that deer from the time I saw him if I had a hunter with us we would have had to go right then because I knew that it's very unlikely that we'd ever see that deer again and we continued to look for that deer and never saw that same deer a second time so there's certain times of the year when animals are moving a lot it's more advantageous to go when they're there because they're probably not going to be there later they're moving they're going to be in different areas their habits are changed that they might be doing different things from different times of the year and so they're going to be moving a lot more and you have to make that decision to make that stock while that animal's there there's nothing really there's no indicator that it's going to stick around it's not Um, during in a feeding pattern early in the season or it's not in a migration area where it's clustered up and surviving off of these limited resources it's during a time of year when the objective of the males is to cruise around and find females and many times they might find one and decide to chase her for miles that happens with pronghorn all the time so in those scenarios when i have a little bit of an advantage or maybe that advantage is just hey i found the animal i'm looking for now i got to make a decision i got to make a stock and have to do it in a probably a quick amount of time before they move on and try to play that catch-up game or get ahead of them and make that stock right away when it comes to these go scenarios you also have to really factor in the things of not getting busted so the things that i look for first is getting the wind right that should be a a guaranteed granted thing no matter what you're planning when you're planning a stock always first consider the wind the second is your approach you know finding that approach where you can go unseen and use something to block the animal now the third in these ghost scenarios is often a speed factor where in order to be successful you have to get there fast and this is where a lot of physical training comes in i've used this tactic very successfully because i've been able to kind of you know stay fit and stay mountain ready for a lot of the hunts that I go on and sometimes that little bit of extra footwork the ability to get ahead to get into position quickly can be the difference between having to do a slow crawl or moving fast and and still going unseen but getting into a position where you can ambush or stalk before the animal gets there and that has been a really big, I would say really big thing in the success that I've had for spot and stock hunting of being able to get to a place in a relatively short amount of time. Sometimes that means just like absolutely pushing yourself. You think about, oh man, I try to be quiet, this, that, and the other thing. But when when you need to get into position, sometimes I'll take a longer route where I can make more noise and literally be running to try to get ahead and get in position while there's an advantage for me to stock that particular animal and that's just something to think about. When you have those scenarios where it's not advantageous to wait, it's not advantageous to wait for a better opportunity or a high percentage stock because right now when you found that animal is when that high percentage opportunity exists. And sometimes these high percentage opportunities that go decision happens while you're waiting. So you might see an animal, you say, okay, It's not in a good stalking spot. The wind's wrong. There's no approach. I can't get in there. And you sit and you watch and you wait and you wait and you wait. And now that deer just makes this, like, starts walking toward this one ridge where there's a, I don't know, rim rock right below the top. And he's walking below the rim rocks at the top. And you think to yourself, now is my high percentage chance. If I can get there while that deer's below that rim rock, I'm going to be able to, come up over the top. He's going to be 20 yards off it. He won't be able to see my approach. The wind's good. Everything's right. I need to get there now. And that's that go decision. That's saying now the high percentage stock is an option. It's not always an animal that's bedded down. It's when they give you the advantage and now it's time to go. Now you have to make that move and now you got to get into position. When it comes to spot and stock hunting, a lot of the success depends on or hinges on the decisions you make and when you make those decisions. You're always looking for that little bit of an advantage. And sometimes that comes by just being patient. Sometimes that comes by essentially being impatient and making the right move fast. Uh, I I always like that kind of area between finding something And then maybe waiting and then saying, now's the time I need to make that move. It's like, it's go time. I got to get in and I got to make this happen. I love looking for those stocks that the animal makes a mistake and it gives me an advantage to kind of play catch up and have a little bit of an upper hand in some way. So I hope that helps you guys kind of sort out those decision-making processes when you get into a position where you find something. Um, I think that... You know, spot and stalk hunting can be very difficult and a lot of those decisions that end up coming up during a hunt you know you might it might take you multiple hunts to kind of experience all these little things but you'll start to figure out what works for your hunting strategy and what works for the scenario where you're hunting and the particular animal you're hunting for that time of year every every single second might be different but Having a few things to base your decisions on kind of really helps you decide, okay, should I wait for a better opportunity or should I make a move now? Until next week, I'm just going to say, make a move. Catch you guys later.